ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And Jason, I brought some screwball whiskey in. Because that was wrestling. It was all screwy and weird this week. Ah, I like the, it. The, the peanut butter whiskey. Um, Can we just drink that and not talk about wrestling? Right? Because, ugh. Yeah. This it is... Just, night two of Mania was was garbage. This is without a doubt the worst post-Mania week that I can remember in recent history. Do you think that they should have had a live crowd at Mania, knowing that they would not be able to continue with a live crowd following Mania. I do. Uh, like, I'm kind of caught on that one, sort of. Personally, I don't think they should be doing live crowds at all. Still, I mean, we still have this thing called a pandemic going on. What? Not what, every, what's, what's that? I know. I know it seems like every state in the South has been like, yeah, we're just going to pretend Corona doesn't exist and go back to our lives. But, uh, you know, it, it's one of those, like, you know, I, th- I think it was you and me that were talking about it, actually. They showed a picture of the crowd, and it's like, there's nobody out there social distancing. There's nobody out yeah. there. They're not even trying. And I saw a report where a guy who went to both shows, basically a whole bunch of the stuff that was going on, mm-hmm. guy on Twitter or Instagram, one of the, you know, one social media somewhere said, hey, guys, I just tested positive. It was like on Tuesday. I just tested positive for coronavirus. Right. Not saying it's anybody's fault. I just want y'all to be aware. Yeah. Um, I mean, good on him for telling everybody and not right. just trying to. Oh, yeah, you're kind of liar. Yeah. But uh, WrestleMania needs a crowd. But I think the biggest problem is because Raw and SmackDown and all the build to WrestleMania hadn't had one, creative was just kind of mailing it in. Mm. Mania was a middle of the road Raw. Uh, yeah. And. Um, that's terrible to say about the greatest stage of it all. And WWE trying to use the crowd noises and, and when they add in chance. Okay. I didn't like the crowd noises when they first started doing it, but I understood it and it kind of grew on me when they kind of figured it out. Yep. It took them like three months, but they figured it out. And then they started trying to add the chance in. Mm-hmm. And it stuck out to me really bad, and we'll talk about it when we get to SmackDown, but there was a certain part of SmackDown where they were chanting, you suck. Yep. Nobody would be chanting, you suck. No. No. Now, this was when Roman Reigns came down, and like I said, we'll talk more about it later, but nobody was going to be chanting, you suck there. Booing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You suck chants? No. 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 Um. So, before we go too far down that rabbit hole let's hit the uh let's let's, let's hit, the, hit results the results and then we'll we'll jump into what we've been doing so mania night two uh randy orton beat the fiend boo uh and yeah naya and Shayna uh beat natalia and tamina to retain the women's titles uh kevin owens beat Sami Zayn. uh sheamus beat riddle to get the u.s championship apollo beat big e uh in the nigerian drum fight uh with a return, but you're not supposed to know it's a return, so shh, don't talk about it being a return. Don't uh, call it a comeback? Yeah. Rhea Ripley beat Asuka for the women's champion, and Roman Reigns beat Daniel Bryan and Edge to retain uh, the title. Yeah. All right. Uh, then, of course, we go to Raw, where we had uh, Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle, where, of course, Bobby Lashley won. The Viking Raiders made their return. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin and the Viking Raiders won. We had Rhea Ripley versus Asuka in a WrestleMania rematch, which went to no contest uh, because Charlotte made her return. She had made her return earlier in the night, and then she made interfered in the match. Yep. We had the Miz and John Morrison in a handicap match versus Damian Priest, where Miz and Morrison won. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, where Shayna and Nia won in the most ridiculously stupid possible way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the New Day versus Elias and Jackson Riker. We're New Day wins. Then we had Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Braun Strowman to see who would be the number one contender, and Drew won. Yay. Yep. Like, I like Drew. Mm-hmm. I want to see somebody else feud with Bobby now that Drew's lost. Yep. Um, so. All right, uh, moving over to NXT, because NXT is now on Tuesday nights, which actually makes watching wrestling so, so much, much easier. easier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we start off with a promo from Karrion Cross. Nobody comes out to challenge him. Uh, we get an NXT Tag Team Championship match between MSK and Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, uh, where MSK get the win. We get uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Jesse Kamea, where uh, Martinez defeated Kamea. Uh, we get an NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar versus Kushida, where Santos Escobar won. Wait, no, oh. that's wrong. <laughs> Kushida beat Escobar a week after Escobar unified got the titles. unified titles. Yep. Um, kind of out of nowhere, Kushida won and new NXT Cruiserweight champion. Uh, we get a uh, promo from Raquel Gonzalez celebrating her championship and uh, one Frankie Monet makes her appearance. Um, those of you who watch other wrestling outside of WWE will know her as Taya Valkyrie. Yeah. Uh, after the end of that promo, we got a really odd segment, but still kind of cool at the same time. Uh, Raquel basically out-talks Monet. Monet runs away with her tail tucked between her legs. Um, and literally the dog that she brought with her tail tucked between. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, we get a segment where Rhea Ripley comes out. And then as soon as Ray Ripley gets in the ring, you hear the little god-awful whipping sound that is the lead-in to Bianca Belair's song, and out she comes, and all three women celebrate being championship in the ring. Yeah, it was kind of a cool segment. It was cool, but it was odd, it was odd. because Raquel is a heel, yep. or has been a heel. There's not been anything that says she's a face. Nope. Rhea, Rhea just, just feuded with her. There's been no yeah. interaction between them since then. Where she was a face, but she worked heel against Oscar at Mania. Yeah. So, and then Bianca... Bianca's a face. She's a face. And Solidly. I, I, we've not seen any act, interaction between the three of them. Uh, you right. know, Bianca and, and, and Rhea have some history. Mm-hmm. And it's been mostly friendly. Yeah. But... I don't even know that I've ever seen Bianca and Raquel on the same show together. So it just, it was, it was cool, but it was weird. Um, moving on, we get Leon Ruff versus Isaiah Swerve Scott again, uh, where Swerve actually defeats Ruff by pinfall. Um, afterwards, Ruff attacks Swerve. Um, then we get Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Ember Moon, and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way. Um, highlight of the week of wrestling. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go into that. <laughs> um, the faces get the win. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll come, we'll circle back to that. That was by far the best, most entertaining yes. match this week. So we moved to AW. We kick it off with the Young Bucks versus Death Triangle, or at least, uh, Ray Phoenix and Pac, where the Bucks win. And then f- they fully solidified their heel turn. Um, we have Red Velvet versus Ch- Jade Cargill, where Jade won. Uh, Anthony Agogo versus Cole Carter. This is Agogo's uh, Dynamite debut, and he wins. We had Jericho versus Dax Harwood, with Mike Tyson as the special ring announcer or a special guest enforcer. Uh, Jericho wins. Um, and poor, uh, Cash Wheeler got decked. Um, Tyson joined the inner circle. We got Chris Statlander versus Amber Nova in which Statlander won. Uh, then our main event was a false count anywhere match between Darby Allen and Matt Hardy for the TNT title where Darby won. Yep. Um, moving on to SmackDown. Um, 
we have Roman Reigns starting the show. Uh, he cuts a promo, says, hey, nobody wants to challenge me. Cesaro begs to differ. And so that sets up our main event of the evening, which is Cesaro versus main event Jay Uso. Uh, we get Rey Mysterio versus Otis, in which Rey Mysterio wins. We get uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, where Kevin Owens wins. We get a uh, women's celebration um, segment, and um, Bailey challenges Bel Air. Uh, we get the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, uh, where Ziggler and Rude defeated the Street Profits. Uh, then we have uh, Natalia versus Shayna Baszler, in which Natalia defeated Baszler. And then, of course, our main event for the evening, Cesaro versus Jey Uso. And Cesaro defeated Uso via disqualification because Seth Rollins attacked. So, do you remember when Mania used to be the reset point? Yep. Hey, we're... we're- Mania closed off all... Most. I'm most. not going to say all. They closed off most. There would be, there would be, a, couple, would be a couple that maybe would carry on, but for the most part, Mania closed off all the... Uh, yeah. It, it was, was a, going on. It was a then, reset. And then, you know, back in the day, they did right after Mania, there shortly after a month or so, that's when they did the draft. Yeah. And it worked, and it made sense, and it... Yeah, well, you had Mania, and then you had, like you said, a couple weeks thereabouts that... Uh, Anything that didn't finish fully at Mania, like if they had booked some kind of screwy ending or something, yeah, they gave them a couple of weeks to wrap up that story. Then the draft happened and shook up most of the storylines, and, and then it, we got a reset. Yeah, like the next season was starting. Why? Why did they? Why did we even have Mania if none of the storylines got resolved? Right. I mean. It just, you know what? Anyways, the screwball whiskey, it's got this <laughs> peanut butter flavor to it. It's really surprisingly good. I remember when I bought it last year, we were going. <laughs> I, the big news coming out of wrestling this week. Yeah, let, let's talk about the big news that we care about the first. big news we'll that we care about wrestling this week. We have a new Raw announced team. It's Corey Graves. Oh, I thought you were talking about all the releases. That's what I was going to get to. Okay. Uh, I was going to kind of circumvent to, to there. So, yeah, we, we have Corey Graves. They moved him to Raw. Um, some guy from ESPN um, that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. And they got rid of whoever it was. And Byron. And Byron. And SmackDown. On SmackDown, it's Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Now, there's a name oh. that you didn't say there, Michael, uh, who's been a Raw commenter for a while. And who's excelling at it. Yeah. What happened to, to that guy? Well, this Samoan guy named Joe. No, that's Roman Reigns. He's the yeah. Universal title. Yeah. No, <laughs> Samoa Joe was released Yeah. on Wednesday. I think yeah. it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Because it was him, Billy Kay... Peyton Royce, Mickey James, uh, Bo Dallas, Mojo Raleigh, Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake. I think I'm missing somebody. Probably. Um, uh, 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 Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. Obviously, the big name there is Samoa Joe. Yeah. Um. So we'll 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 talk about a couple of these people. Samoa Joe's the biggest name. He was hands down the best guy they had on commentary yep. uh, as far as color commentary went. Surpassing Corey Graves. And they let him go? Yeah. Now, I'm wondering if there's more to this story because I read a report. I think maybe it came from Meltzer. I don't, I don't remember that Joe had inquired about wrestling again and WWE wouldn't clear him. So I wonder if Joe basically said, okay, look, I'm healthy. My doctors say I'm healthy. I'm good to go. If you're not going to clear me to wrestle, can we please go ahead and just end this relationship here now so I can go do my thing while I still have time to do my thing? I think Joe shows up for one more run 
I don't know whether it's going to be in TNA, whether it's going to be in AEW, or honestly, it could be both. I could see Joe. So uh, we were talking about it in our group. I think Joe goes to TNA to get one more run in TNA. Um, it would not surprise me in the least to hear some other Joe music hit and him come out in 90 days. Yeah. I think that Mickey James goes to NWA. Yeah. Uh, easily. Um, you know, and if we talk about Mickey, I she's super talented. WWE she, was never going yeah. to use her the way that she thought that she should be used. Yeah, she's also getting um, old. She is definitely career. getting older up there and, for some reason, we don't think that women can wrestle into their 40s. Right. Um, but I could see her going to T- TNA. I mean, hell, Thunder Rosa tweeted that uh, uh, she wants a match with her. Yeah. I mean. Uh, so I could see that. Mickey Mickey has, coming from somebody who had a lesbian obsession storyline with Trish Stratus, Mickey's made her career her own, and it is a Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. Um. I definitely see her going to NWA. Nick Aldis, her husband, is still, as far as I'm aware, yeah, the NWA Worlds because they do it. It's not yeah. World Heavyweight; it's the Worlds right. Heavyweight Champion. Um, I think Chelsea Green lands in TNA because that's where Matt Cardona just signed. Did he sign to TNA? Yeah, he, he did sign to TNA. TNA. So I, I see her landing there because they're a thing. Yeah. Um, and she has history in TNA. She has history there too. Um, um I could see. Now, let's talk about these other two. Okay. Billy Kay, Billy and, Peyton Kay and Peyton Royce. I think they end up in AEW. They're definitely going to AEW. Mainly because Peyton Royce is engaged or married. No, to, she's married. They, they're married. married to, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Sean, Sean Spears. Spears. And Billy Kay is going to go with Peyton Royce. I, and they're, you move Peyton Royce into... Oh, Tucker. That's another oh, that's yeah, the Tucker. one that I was forgetting. Tucker. Uh, so if we move, if we, we say we put... Billy Kay and Peyton Royce in AEW. They give AEW's women division something that it sorely needs. Right. Star power. Billy Kay is amazing in the way she's able to get herself over. Yep. You and, and you would think that Peyton Royce is maybe the bigger name of the two. But I think that's just because she has the classic look that Vince yeah. wants. So she kind of got featured a little well, more in look WWE. At, look at what Vince did. Look look at what WWE did. I'm not going to just say Vince here. Because the Iconics and Heavy Machinery kind of had the same thing. Mm-hmm. The Iconics. Tag team champions. They were. Mm-hmm. Great chemistry together. Loved the gimmick that they had. Um, they ended up breaking them apart because Peyton Royce was supposed to get a a singles push. Mm-hmm. Then that floundered after a couple of weeks, and they ended up putting Peyton in a tag team with Lacey. Then they split that apart because Lacey started feuding with Charlotte, then got pregnant. Billy Kay's been doing this whole, you know, here's my resume, here's my headshot. Pretty good comedy. Yeah. Um, since then. They really spoke. They had her teaming up recently with Carmella. Yep. As, as, as soon as WrestleMania night one. Yes. Um, Tucker, uh, Heavy Machinery, doing amazing. Should have been, should have been tag team champions. Should have been tag champions. You have Otis wins the money in the bank. You could have had Otis be the first one to say, I don't want a title shot. I want the tag champions for me and Tucky. And it would have worked would have amazing. Worked but instead, you have that storyline going on. Then you break those two up. For no reason. For no reason. Tucker says, you know, I want my revenge because I've been pushed to the back. They have uh, one you match. Fa- you found love. and Right. They have one match. And then the draft happens, and they split them apart. And then so Tucker becomes a, generic wrestler A. Yeah, so we don't even get a, a continuation of that feud. Then Tucker becomes generic wrestler A for, what, two matches? And then is off TV completely. 
You see him occasionally in the losers crowd and they, chasing after 24 seven. And then they immediately put Otis or not immediately, but then they put Otis back in a tag team. With I mean, it might as Gable. well have been immediate. They didn't do anything with him for the yep. two or three weeks before they put him with Gable. I, so I understand that not everybody can be successful in WWE for whatever reason, whether they don't, put the work in the way that Vince thinks it needs to be done. They don't have the right look for WWE or just pure luck of the draw. Yep. That it's just bad timing. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce should have been featured players. Maybe not because I don't think that their in-ring work is quite as good as the four horsewomen. It's not, but but their character been. work. They were is women's tag right champions. There. You know, the fact they, that WWE has all these women on their roster, and they keep putting the women's tag champions involved in the women's championship storylines. Yeah, that they Quit. should never see each other. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe in a situation where Peyton Royce is feuding for the title and, and she goes out to help Billy Kay or something. And that ends up with the tag match it, with the tag. I don't know, but we shouldn't see consistently the way we have where the tag championships are intertwined. So frequently with it shouldn't be the women's championships shouldn't be. So we have all these releases yet. Double uh, Team Dream still has a job. Matt Riddle still has a job. Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker still has a job. So, you know, Jackson people... Riker ruined the careers of two individuals, Wesley yeah. Blake and the other guy, I cannot remember one his name. One of which they just got cut. Both <laughs> of them have been cut. Yeah, both of them have been cut. Both of them have been cut. Now, one of them was cut for his own stupidity. Yeah. But that is beside the point. Yeah. The Forgotten Sons was an excellent gimmick for a mid card yeah. to upper mid card team, you know, teasing with the title, not quite ever yeah. there. Jackson Riker, because of his comments and his, mm-hmm. his racism and, and that yeah. cost them their shot. Yeah. And the public backlash was crazy about, about him, about Velveteen Dream, about Matt Riddle, all this. The public has been crazy. You know, why are these people still, one, employed, and two, prominently displayed? Yeah. But Dream's the yet, only one we haven't seen. Dream's the only one. That, but even at that, Triple H has gone on record as saying that all of the stuff that's going on, or that was going on around him, isn't the reason he's not on TV. He's not on TV because he was in a wreck, I think, and he's been going through, like, rehab, a couple of things. Yeah. So, either way, it's you, you cut these people that make no sense. Now, let's talk about Joe real quick. I have a feeling that Joe asked for his release slash got let go here because I bet I, I feel like Joe wants another run in the run in the ring. I feel like in WWE, doesn't, WWE want to doesn't want to give it to him I, because I, of the concussions and all that. Kind I, of stuff. I feel like we're in kind of a macho man situation with Joe too. where Vince or whoever, I, I keep going back to Vince because Vince is the, the, yeah, it all, the, the buck stops, stops at Vince. Vince. Whoever was saying, no, we don't want to clear you because of your concussions. And Joe's like, well, okay, can I have my release? Because I think I'm healthy. I think I'm good to go. And I'd like to go somewhere that's going to let me wrestle. And I think it kind of all just kind of fell in place that way. Yeah. You know? Joe wanted to be released. They were looking to cut people. Here we go. Yeah. I think I think it worked. Um, um, now, all of that said, there were a couple of names that weren't on the list that I figured might would have been. Aleister Black being one of them. Yeah. But apparently, according to uh, Insider. One of the, yeah. Um, I think it's Insider. It was Insider. That was talking about it. Uh, they've been filming return vignettes for Alistair yeah. Black. So maybe we'll get to see something with Alistair. Um, um, Bo Dallas, we haven't seen him in two years. Yeah, Bo Dallas has been being paid to sit at home. And and I'm fine with him getting his release. 
Uh, I wish him, if he decides to continue in wrestling, I wish him the best of yeah. luck. But I think he and... would do well in TNA or NWA. Mm-hmm. Um, him and somebody. I don't remember who it is. It's one of the women's wrestlers. Don't they own like a ranch or something? Liv. Is it Liv? I yeah. think it's Liv. I think, and that like just came Liv. out like a month or so they ago. They own like that, a farm. <laughs> that they were, um, they weren't even a thing. Yeah. And yeah, they own some property. And I think, uh, I think I read that Bo is working on his uh, real tour license or something. Yeah. Cause he's, I mean, he's been being paid by WWE to sit at home. And he's looking at his life past wrestling. Yeah. Um, and um, for for a guy like Bo Dallas, who his entire life has been WWE, yeah, he may not see, even though his family is, you know is his family, even though Dallas, the family is what, what it is. Bo Dallas was saddled with a gimmick that was okay for NXT, but did not translate at all. Yeah. I feel like, really and truly, I think they missed the boat with Bo Dallas by not having him be like IRS junior. They missed the boat with Bo Dallas when they didn't take the opportunity to team him up with Bray at one point. Yep. You know, like really you have actual brothers and you can tell the story of Bray's descent into madness with the fiend. Yep. And Bo trying to come on, Wyndham man, come Come back yeah. to me. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. and, and just, what would dad think? Like that descent, that story. Yep. Could have been amazing to see. Oh, you still end up with Bray where he is as the fiend. Yep. But you have that story of his descent into madness and, and the fiend character taking over Bray. Like that would have been, that could have been such a heartbreaking story. It could have been. But no, nah, no, nah, we don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, let's talk about some things in, in wrestling as a whole uh, this week. Uh, God, I don't want to do this. Let's talk about the fiend. What about the fiend? That's a very good response to that question. I mean, we had Mania Night Two, Fiend versus Randy, and apparently the fiend was supposed to win all the way up until the morning of night two. The entire locker room, including Randy, wanted The Fiend to win. The Fiend needed to win that, to, to, but to no. wrap that storyline up, to, Randy to tell the story the way that that story should have been told. Alexa turns hyper-evil to cost The Fiend the match. After Alexa's been torturing Randy, then on Monday Night Raw, Alexa cuts a a Bray Wyatt esque rambling promo that was probably one of the worst I've ever heard from her. Introduces a weird ass stuffed animal. It's not even. It's like a doll, a stuffed doll, and then they CGI the doll chomping at the right. screen. Then Bray has a Firefly Funhouse segment. What? Promising, I, I don't promising something new. I don't I, care and, anymore. Like, yeah. At all. I don't care. Okay. Look, honestly, everything else that could have stayed the same. Bray gets the win over Randy, and then Alexa turns on Bray. I don't care. What? That, then we're like, oh, what What just happened here? Yep. And then you have this story between the two of them using intermediaries, because obviously we can't have Bray wrestle Alexa. Yeah. Of them, I'm the most evil. No. Yeah. Look, you lost. I, you I, got burned. The only reason you're here is because I allowed I you, you to back. come back. Yeah. I, and, I don't get it. You know, but no, I, they don't. Honestly, I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ruin that one of the coolest parts of wrestling in the in the pandemic era ruined. Yeah, I, I don't care. Um, Roman cuts a promo. Now this this I actually like. I liked Roman's promo at the beginning mm-hmm. of SmackDown. Well, Paul's promo really. Yeah, uh, where he talks about how 
Edge is a you know a what ten time, twelve time champion. Whatever he is, Daniel Bryan's like a five time champion. Roman stacked him up, pinned him just like he was supposed, to, like he said he was going to do. Then he calls, who's going? No one in the locker room will step up after they saw what happened. Cesaro comes out. Cesaro walks over to get a mic, and when Cesaro's getting the mic, Paul, Jay, and Roman just walk out. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. Now, I wish uh, uh, Cesaro would have cut a promo afterwards. I wish he would have said, you know, talked about the disrespect of it, you know, that he's put in his dues. He's been an Intercontinental Champion. He's been a multi-time tag champion. Yeah. Pound for pound, he is the strongest man in WWE. There's nobody that he hasn't spun. Yeah. There's nobody I haven't spun. I will get you, Roman. You know, I wish he would have cut a promo just, like, addressing the just massive disrespect there. But I really liked the disrespect there. Mm -hmm. um, then Cesaro goes back, tells Adam Pearce and... and uh, uh, yeah, I'm blanking on her name too. Blanked on her name. Um, Sonya Deville. Yes. Um, you know that he wanted a match with Roman. Johnny, he doesn't even have to put up the title. I just wanna, I just wanna beat him up. Yeah. Right. And Sonya saying, "Well, I'll talk to Paul and see what can happen." Which sets up her going and talking to Paul. Paul says he can face main event Jey Uso, and if somehow he beats him, maybe in the future he can face Roman. And then Cesaro goes and beats Jey Uso. I well, really like that. He didn't end up beating Jey Uso, though. Oh, he did. oh that's right. Because Seth, Seth, Seth got, got involved. I guess That's maybe. right, because Seth got involved and Seth's comment was, I'm done with you when I say I'm done with you, not you. I, I think that's that right. I think they may be pushing Cesaro versus Roman to, like, SummerSlam. Yeah. Which I'm okay with, as long as they can tell a compelling story between now and then. Yep. Uh, which I, I have no confidence that they'll be able to do. <laughs> but, like, I'm okay with delaying Cesaro, kind of a slow burn on Cesaro stepping up. Yep. He's not done with Seth. That's fine. We put Seth away at Money in the Bank. You know? Yep. Then he feuds with Jay for a couple months kind of a, a feud with all of them. Roman costing him, not him not quite able to get over on Jay. Yep. Because Roman fears Cesaro. Yeah. And then finally in the build up to SummerSlam, we start to see Cesaro stepping up too. And and I'd love to see Cesaro be the one to take the title off Roman. That would be awesome. Uh he, he deserves, deserves it. it. And it would establish Cesaro a, a long feud like that, so that's what four months, yeah, five months, four or five months, would could establish Cesaro as another top guy in the company. Like I want to see Cesaro just beat the piss out of Seth. Yeah, you know, just like annihilate. Him. We're done. We're done. I said we're done. I don't care who you are or who you think you are. We're done. Yeah. You know, I have swung you 23 times on the grandest stage of them all. Yeah. Done. He should have swung them 37 times, but... That would have been awesome. <laughs> um, but I did like that whole... I liked that. Um, I wish I could say I liked anything on Raw. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like anything on Raw. You know... Oh, I, there is one thing that I did want to talk about there, and I, I mentioned it. The Mandy Rose Dana Brooke uh, tag match. Mm -hmm. So they're getting the upper hand on Shayna and Nia. Shayna is out on the springside. They attacked Nia, and then walked up the ramp and took a deep and took a countout win, or took a yeah. countout loss. Well, because Nia was pissed off. Nia was mad, and then the commentators are saying, "Well, it's like they won." No, stupid. If they would have won, they would have won. What they did was act like heels and lose. Yeah. So, I don't know what you to know, tell you. Bleacher Report puts it like this way. If Rose and Brooke somehow earn a title shot out of this nonsense, 
it will confirm that WWE has stopped trying to come up with good storylines for the women's tag team division. You know what? I'm going to cut off that entire preamble to that. Yeah. I will confirm here and now that WWE <laughs> has stopped trying to come up with good storylines for the women's tag team division. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They don't care. Um, At all. I feel like the women's even having a tag championship is well, them trying to cash in on the quote-unquote wokeness well, of, was, of you know women's rights, the Me Too movement, and all of was, that. It was, absolutely, it is. they brought that out. But think about when they brought it out. You had Bailey and Sasha together. Yeah. You had the Iconics. You had uh, Mandy and Sonya. Yeah. You, you had tag teams. You had tag teams. You had women's... And then, of course, you you constantly had Charlotte with somebody. You know, you had you had the four horsewomen, the whether, four horsewomen around. You know, and and they, you can team them up on yeah. a dime. Even so, even now, with all of the fractures yeah. and stuff, they can team up two of the four horsewomen, any two, whenever they decide they want to. You had tag teams on NXT mm-hmm. that you could you could mine for this. That would have been great, but instead. The women's tag champs don't mean anything. I will say there was one thing on Raw that I was excited and happy about. Okay. The Viking Raiders are back. Yes, that that was cool. Um, um, I am glad they are back. Yeah. Um, Ivar yep. is returned from his injury, and they went right into it. Yeah. And... and they're back, and I am glad that they're back. Me too. Um, let's see, something else, something else. There was something I was just thinking of. And it, it Maurice is apparently back. Yeah, that was like a man. I don't know if so that was a bad. one-off or or what. That was so bad. But, oh, yeah. the other thing that I was seeing, the the other person that was back was Charlotte showing back up. Yeah, Charlotte showed back and up. The fact she cut a promo about. Uh, being back, how she wasn't on WrestleMania. How her how, watching WrestleMania yeah. made her realize that she's just that much better. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that heel Charlotte works. Yeah, then her getting and, involved in the Rhea-Oscar match, uh, I kind of I kind of dug it and I kind of didn't. Like, she reestablished herself as a heel by taking them both out. Yeah. Um, however with how quickly she just dismantled both of them, your most current women's champion and your current women's champion. And the fact that Charlotte did that in like a romper, um, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. It does nothing for either Rhea or Asuka. Yeah, no, and it does nothing for Charlotte. It does nothing for Charlotte either. Um, I was trying to think. There was the, the, the I did like on SmackDown, the fact that Bianca told Montez that uh, for him and Dawkins to go get the belts off of the tag match because uh, we wear gold in this house. <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I, I'm, I'm kind of done talking about WWE for that. Yeah, I want to talk about NXT in a minute, but I want to hit I was going to let's hit AEW first. Um, Mike Tyson. Because that's the okay. big thing coming yeah. out of AEW. There's not a whole lot on AEW to really discuss. The legit punch that he gave uh, Cash. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We were sitting here watching it, and you hear the smack. And I didn't see, when they were showed the replay and everything, I didn't see anybody slapping the leg. I didn't see anything there. That no. sounded like a straight-up punch. And and Cash has a boxing background. Yeah, he was a Golden Glove um, boxer. You know, the whole he, thing. he, you know, you remember a couple of years ago at the uh, Hall of Fame Awards where he laid out that one douchebag who came running down to the uh, the ring to attack Brett. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, he should have gone straight to the top for that because that was amazing. Yeah. So I'm sure he said, "Just hit me, dude. You know, don't try to kill me, mm-hmm. but hit me." If you're a boxer and you're a boxing fan, I I, I kind of think that the little part of you wants to be hit by Mike Tyson. Right. I can say I was hit by Mike Tyson. Say I was hit by Mike Tyson. You know, I guarantee you, 
Mike wasn't throwing a full power punch. Oh, I'm sure he wasn't. You know, and we can talk about Mike. Was it a couple two weeks ago or whatever that Mike threw really bad punches? Yes. So they might have said, "Just all right, dude. Just hit me. Sparring, hit me. Just like we're sparring, and you yep. know, I I can see that." Yep. Uh, MJF trying to bribe Mike Tyson. That was pretty funny. Like, and we're all sitting here and we're watching this. And I said, one of these guys is an actual millionaire. Yeah. The other one's MJF. Right. <laughs> um, I thought the, so we, we officially have a young bucks as heels. I, I kind of dug the ending of that match where Nick pulled Ray Phoenix's mask off. Yeah. Um, that is a, that is a heel, super heel move, super heel, super disrespectful to the Lucha culture, which is what they're going for. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and I think we all made the comment then later on when you had, uh, Callis and Kenny and the young bucks and the good brothers sitting there and they were all talking out by the limo. I would be okay with everything in that, in that picture. If the good brothers weren't there, because I simply don't. They're, this character of them has made me dislike them as wrestlers, as performers. Yeah. It, that it, may not be fair, but I don't care. Well, I mean, yeah. Something's not clicking, and, and they are either unable or unwilling to recognize that, hey, this isn't working the yeah. way we want it to. They are a extremely bad parody of DX. Yeah. They, because, look, back in the day, I'll be the first to admit, when I was, what, 16, 17 years old, because DX was in the late 90s, early 2000s, pretty much. Yeah. 96, 97. Yeah, 98. 98 I think 98 was 98. when they really took off yeah. a, after they dropped Sean. Yeah. Um, so, so I was 18, 19, 20 years old when, when DX was there. I'll be the first to admit that the juvenile uh, dick and fart joke humor, I thought it was funny as heck. It has a place. personally, at 40, I still think that's, I can still go back and watch those old Raws when they're cutting their weird (laughs) promos and laugh. Yeah. It's still funny. The state of DX address. The state of DX address. When they invaded WCW. Yeah. That all is funny to me. The Good Brothers is like somebody explained to them what DX was, and they were like, oh, yeah, we got this. And no, they don't. It's just bad. I'd be... When they trademark Sex Ferguson mm-hmm. and and um, whatever the other... Uh, 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 Chad Too Bad? I knew that there was going to be trouble brewing. You know what? Those worked great. The, the, the Tex Ferguson, because it was Tex, but... And you know what? If they were being Tex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad, I would be on board with it. Yeah, I probably would too. But it's a limited doses thing. Yeah, this is, and, this and is just bad. Yeah. It's bad on BTE. Like, on, on BTE, I skip... Anytime they show up, I'm glad they've started to put the little thing on the front that says, hey, we're fixing to have a, uh, you know, a segment here. You might want to skip it. Yeah, cool. I do. I skip that segment completely. Yeah. I just don't want to see it. I don't care. And it's not that, oh my God, they're going to talk about sex. I just don't like it. It's not funny. It's not entertaining to you. Exactly. And that is the problem. Is Good, bad, indifferent, or otherwise, wrestling, we watch it to be entertained. Yeah. And I'm sure there's somebody yeah. out there that's very entertained by it. Oh, yeah. But if we're not being entertained by it, we're not going to watch it. Mm-mm. So, like, we've talked about it before. When we do this podcast, we have nine hours on a regular week of wrestling. We have nine hours of wrestling that we have to watch. Yeah. Or that we, we want to watch. Right. If I'm not being entertained by that, I've got other things that I want to do. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at going back to school. I'm doing this and that. I, I got other things that I I can do with my time. Yep, exactly. 
maybe exactly. I need a second. You know, a second job would be great. Help me pay off some of my <laughs> some of my debt. And right. everybody on the coast is hiring. You know, what's the deal here, guys? I can't believe that the ratings are supporting you continuing with this. Yeah, AEW was just AEW was there. The mat, the that match was good. Um, I thought the Matt Hardy Darby Allen match was good. Yeah. So let's talk about NXT. I, I, I think one final thing on AEW. Okay. Hey man, it's time for him to step up. Yeah, he's got to. Well, um, oh yeah, I forgot about that completely. When they did the dark, right after everything happened, they go to the back where Dark Order is. Hangman's hanging out with him, and uh, Alvarez, Alvarez, Arvez, whatever his name Marvez. is, Marvez, Marvez, ask Hangman directly. You know, what do you think of Kenny and the Bucks? Their turn, all this kind of stuff. Hangman kind of take finishes the sip of his whiskey and he goes. Claps John Silver on the shoulder, and he said he says something about him getting done with his his rehab and how it's going and and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he's going to take care of it. and It's going to be great. And blah 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 blah. And then he walks out. Doesn't even answer the question. Yeah, it is. It is time for Hangman to. I'm not he's saying also that he, the, he's the number one contender right now too. I'm I'm not saying that Hangman needs to step up at double or not or uh, um um is it double or nothing that's coming up in May? I think so. I'm not saying. I, I think that that's too soon. I think that we need to aim for all out. Yeah. And you just start his build of, you know, at some point you have him start to take a sip of the whiskey after an interaction with the Bucks or something. And then he stop and he look at it and he set it down and he walks away. Well, he's made the comment that he thought, he said, he said he thought it was him. It was the problem. Mm-hmm. He's currently the only one of the elite that's still good, that's still a face. Uh, everybody else is a heel, has aligned with Don Callis. Uh, there you go. Hangman's still a face. Yeah, I really I want to see this this slow build. And I say slow build. I'm uh, you know I'm talking about two shows I want to see this summer with Cesaro elevation, Cesaro's elevation to world heavyweight champion and Paige's elevation. The world heavyweight champion. I want these done right, and I think that it's going to take five, six months to get it right. Mm-hmm. I really think Paige taking time and and setting the the whiskey aside and being like, you know what, I've been been down this road too much. It's time to turn back. Yep. And him just have him go through everyone in the elite. Yeah. One by one. And work his way up to Kenny. And I don't want to see their title match be a falls count anywhere or a no. lights out. No, I want them one on one in the ring. The most I'd want to see is a cage match to keep out the Yeah, elite. I was about to say, I think a cage match would work there because otherwise something is going to happen yeah. and Kenny's going to win because we all know in AEW disqualifications don't happen. There's been one DQ since they started. Yeah. So DQs don't happen. Um, so there has to be something. Otherwise, Kenny's going to win. Yeah. And I don't want that. Uh, yeah, no. Hangman needs to be the one to take the belt off of Kenny. Maybe, like you said, all out. That'll give several months. Of that'll give several months, and that'll let Dark Order surround him. That'll let them suck in Mox yeah. and, and Eddie. Um, and you kind of you, you build an elite versus Dark Order feud. And you go set up Dark Order versus the Elite in um, uh, uh, Blood and Guts. Yeah. I mean, I, I realize that we have a Blood and Guts coming up with the Inner Circle right. and the Pinnacle, but I really don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. When it was last year and it was going to be the Elite and the Inner Circle, I was all about that match. Yeah. The Pinnacle bores me. 
inner circle. I want to see guys step away from inner circle and start their their elevation. Sammy Guevara needs to be working towards the TNT title. Yeah. Um, proud and powerful. They need to be working to take away the NXT. I'm sorry, the NXT. AEW. Uh, <laughs> no, they title. need to be working to take away the NXT titles. You know, um, they are there. They deserve that. Um, Wardlow, for the love of God, give the man a singles push. Give, turn him face and give him a singles push. Yeah, have him just utterly destroy MJF. Yep. I, I mean, he's, I, I don't get it. And the rest of the guys in the Pinnacle, I I just don't care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really don't care about FTR too much. I mean, F- FTR, they they were. Decent as a tag team, and I I did enjoy them, but I'm not enjoying what I'm seeing from them here. Yep. Um. I, I don't care about Sean Spears. Sean Spears, he's he's being used the way he needs to be used. To you put him in the ring with younger talent to help them develop their skills. That is Sean Spears' skill set. Yeah. I, and that's nothing away from the man. He's just not the top guy. Nope. So. Now let's jump over to NXT so we don't end up with a yeah. super long overrun. So there's two big things I want to talk about on NXT. The first being Kushida, mm-hmm. the cruiserweight champion. And like you said at the beginning, we just had the, the latter unification match between yeah. uh, Phantasma and uh, Devlin, right? Yeah. Phantasma gets the belt. Hooray. Excuse me. So on the very next NXT, right? Kushida wins, and I'm 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 okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm I'm I am so glad Kushida has a belt. I wish he would have had the North American belt, but I'm so glad he has a belt. Yeah. Um. It's just weird to me the way they did that. Like, why have the unification ladder match like that when just the next week you're going to do this? I would have felt either a give. Uh, uh, Fantasma, Fantasma, right? Santos Escobar, Escobar. Yeah, I, I keep calling him Fantasma because they're part of Legado del Fantasma. Well, I mean, he but, was, um, yeah, uh, El Hijo del Fantasma right. when so when he. So, give Escobar the belt and let him hold it for a couple of weeks before you pull the trigger here, or somehow end up with it as a three-way match, and Kushida wins. Unifies the titles. Then you have a story that you can build with Devlin going back to the NXT UK talking about how he never lost his belt. Well, blah, here's, blah, blah. Here's and how you build it. Here's Escobar. how you build it because they did a two week build, two or three week build for uh, the Cruiserweight match. Yeah. The first week was Devlin, I think, um, wrestling. Somebody. Have him wrestle Kushida. Have Kushida him wrestle wins. Kushida and Kushida wins. Non-title match. Yeah. Oh, crap. Kushida yeah. just won. Then you have Phantasma, or, or Santos Escobar, Escobar yeah. uh, wrestle Kushida. Kushida wins. Kushida wins. Non-title match as well. Not. Now Kushida has a value. I have Kushida pinned goes to, yeah. both of these champions. Yeah, Kushida goes And you to have Regal. them be clean, clean wins in the yeah. ring. And Regal's like, well, yeah. You're, you you're right. You have a valid claim. We're going to add you to the, the, t- the title match. And, like, I hate triple threats. I think that they have a point every once in a while. I think WWE tends to fall on triple threats way too much. They do. They do. But this one would have made sense, and it would have gotten your title on Kushida. Not to take away, but I like Kushida as the champion. Yeah. I think he deserves it. I'm glad that they gave it to him. Yeah. I just think that it could have been told storyline better. Now, let's talk about the best thing of wrestling this week. This eight-man <laughs> oh, monstrosity Lord. of a match of the way versus uh, Shotzi, Ember, Bronson, and Dexter. The the storytelling from Indy and Dexter in this match. Good Lord. Indy's standing on the apron. Dexter's looking at her, and she, like, leans over like he's going to kiss him. And then all of a sudden, she gets yanked off the apron, and I'm thinking, okay, so Shotzi or Ember pulled her down. No, Candace pulls her down, and yeah. what are you doing? You know? 
her her laying down like her she's laying hurt down like she's hurt and and Dexter, Dexter looking at her and then eventually cuz there's there was yeah, some stuff that he happened picks her up and then carries her to the back to the training well, room no 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 cuz first he he leans down like he's going to pick her up when she's in the ring and theory attacks him mm-hmm. and throws him out of the ring Indy throws Theory out of the ring, goes over towards the edge of the ropes, and lays back down. When Dexter gets back in, sees her, picks her up, carries her to the training room, and she does the whole wink, <laughs> super big thumbs up as as they're leaving. Uh, um, we end up with the good guys winning, which I thought was awesome. Uh, well, you, you have to have the good guys win here yeah, the, to continue the story. One of the best parts of this match is, was the after interview in the back. Austin Theory's talking like this because he ate a a top rope splash from Bronson Reed. Yeah. Indy walks up and there's only one thing I wish they would have done but they didn't. I really wish Indy would have had her hair like over her shoulder like covering her neck and Candace would have like flipped it a minute like, what is this? You know, they didn't do that part. But Johnny did kind of Where'd you go? What happened? You know, and she says, you know, I know you don't like Dexter, so I took him out of the equation. You know, I I, I got rid of him. You know, the whole thing. And then... They're calling 911. They're calling 911. <laughs> Candace and Johnny and Austin start kind of like getting into it a little bit. And whoever it was that was interviewing, like, goes to Indy and goes, so what do you... Oh my God, girl. Are, 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 are y'all dating? Are y'all are doing you, a thing? Like, and Indy's like, starts girl talking and Johnny goes, hey! No girl talk! <laughs> it was... She is killing this role. Yes. Like, her Twitter is... Six months ago, before Indy got involved with The Way. Yes. She was floundering. Who, who was she? Right. She was just some random girl that they had out there, some some NXT talent who was there to eat a loss. Yep. Now I'm, like... Yeah. She is I'm invested. On Twitter, she is Miss Indy Wrestling Loomis. I'm invested. What, what did Bronson say? Bronson said... You know, Big Bronson's going to get his hand yeah. on Little Johnny. Yeah. Big Bronson, uh, Big Bronny's coming for Little Johnny, and her response back to it was, uh, "Little Indy's going to get going to get hands from Big Dex." <laughs> <laughs> She's killing it. Just yeah, I and just watching the the Dexter Loomis, watching his brain like this serial killer stalker guy, like all of a sudden love interest. Yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. It, it it's so out of it's nowhere. so out of character, out of nowhere, and like Dexter's playing it because he doesn't really know what to do. I mean, we're talking about a dude who has no emotions, supposedly yeah. based on the character, right? And all of a sudden, something's happening here. I, I, I'm digging it a lot. It's, it's great. It was the best thing in wrestling this week. Yeah, hands the match, down. The match is awesome. Ember did a. Eclipse on Austin off of Bronson Reed's shoulders. Yeah. At the end of the match, the, the celebration in the ring was Bronson with Ember and Shotzi on his shoulders. Sitting, sitting on his shoulders, Just yeah. standing there and looking amazing. Yes. Like, just that, that shot. Bronson Reed is a star. Oh, yeah. Hands down. WWE is not going to know how to use him. Nope. He's because he's a big dude who doesn't, can move. He doesn't look... Like Vince's idea of a star, he doesn't, and that's a that's a problem. I mean, but he's got the size, but he doesn't have the height. Dude's dude's like six foot. Um, but I mean, he's six foot across too. Yeah, you know, he is enormous, and they could really he's he's the same as Otis, kind of, except a little more defined. Yeah, he, he's very similar to Otis. I think he's more athletic. He's more than athletic Otis. than Otis. Um. Um. Hopefully, hopefully WWE exceeds our expectations. Could we see Bronson move up to the main roster at some point, get in the tag team with Otis, and they could be the new Natural Disasters? I was thinking Heavy Machinery too, but I want to see the new Natural Disasters <laughs> have them come out in the the old Earthquake and Typhoon singlets. <laughs> sure, why not? That, Vince would totally do that. Yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. <laughs> For a week. <laughs> for a that week. would be awesome for a week. And yeah, then we'd be like, right. then we'd oh be like, my what God. is this stupid crap? <laughs> All right. Uh, 
I don't think there's anything else to I talk about. Say, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm going to pour myself another glass of whiskey. Right. And we're going to call week. it, yes. Uh, big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gaucher, Mississippi, uh, for allowing us to use this space. As always, they are open. They have games. Come on down. Get you a game. Pre-order some stuff. Yep. And while you're here in Gaucher, go visit Big Dog Liquor. Uh, grab you a bottle of something. It is where we got the screwball uh, last year when we yep. when we bought it. Uh, he is always getting in new whiskeys, vodkas, wines, rums. You name it, something's coming in new. Every month he has a wine sale on different wines. So, you know, if you like Barefoot or you like Sutter Home or you like, you know, any of those wines, you know, check and see when he's got a sale and stock up. He gives discounts on cases Yeah. Uh, if you buy it that way. So, you know, load your trunk up with wine. When it's cheap, take off. Head home, take your board game out, Yep. play it, and have fun. Enjoy. So with that said. With that said. Cheers. cheers.